0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Restore Yourself Podcast. I am your host, Timothy Waterman, although sometimes I do go by the nickname of (laughs) Bo. Those who have listened to the the podcast for a while know that, but I like to throw that out there for brand new listeners or viewers. So if you hear the name Bo, come up in one of these conversations that I host on my podcast you'll know why i am a master transformational guide and i've been on my own transformation for over 10 years now and that is why i started this podcast because i have learned a whole lot along the way self-transformation if you ask me is an ever unfolding process still unfolding for me i'm still learning all kinds of things about myself and how to engage more deeply with life in a way that allows me to experience more joy and fulfillment and satisfaction, creativity, love, connection, abundance, all the good things. (laughs) So it definitely is an ever unfolding process. And again, I have learned so much over the past 12 years. And so I I share a lot of my insights on social media and this podcast is a way that allows me to uh, share a whole lot of information in one, you know, segment, whether it be 60 minutes or 90 minutes, sometimes less if I'm doing a a solo episode. However, today I have a wonderful heart-to-heart metaphysical conversation in store with a dear friend by the name of Denai Milboa. I'm really excited to be able to share this conversation because it has everything to do with following the mysterious pull into the unknown. And if you don't know what I mean by that, well, I feel that the conversation will most likely uh, fill in the details for you. I will say, though, that I have felt, and I bring this up in the conversation, I felt a, a mysterious pull into the unknown myself for a very long time. know i knew all these things that society told me about how life works and what i you know quote unquote needed to do (laughs) in order to create a life and just it it really never added up to me on the inside you know and on the heart and soul level i was like there's got to be more there's got to be more and so my heart and soul continued to pull me with this curiosity into the mystery of the unknown And I consider myself to be out in the wide open unknown, going on three years now, you know, doing my own thing, building my own business and uh, sharing my messages and my heart with the world. And again, this podcast is one of those uh, ways that I express the things that I've learned, the things that I'm excited to talk about, and allows me to host really deeply meaningful conversations that help. If you ask me, the whole intention is to help all of us just get more from this life. You know, again, more enjoyment, more fulfillment, more fun, more connection, more harmony. So again, this conversation and what it has to do with following that mysterious pull into the unknown uh, really ties into (laughs) everything that I'm excited to talk about because it's really understanding more of the big picture details in life and how we fit into it. And that if you ask me, we all have this inner guidance that is leading us into the experience of receiving more from life and allowing it just to feel better more and more and more of the time. That's what I've personally found is just uh, as I follow my inner guiding light, my inner compass, my intuition, I just life continues to feel better. Uh, and just in a whole myriad of ways. So <laughs> so I'm, I, I love talking about this stuff. It's one of my highest joys, and that's why I do what I do. <laughs> if you want to learn more about me and the services that I offer, because I primarily work with people one-to-one that are interested in transformational work, you can find all of my relevant links in the show notes uh, today. In terms of the show notes, what you'll find is a brief description of the episode. Beneath that, you'll find my guest's information and most relevant links. So that'll be the information for Deny. And then beneath Deny's information, that's where you'll find all of my uh, relevant links and information, you know, website, social media, all the things, <laughs> including the links where you can find out more about the uh, the transformational work that I facilitate for others. While I'm on the show notes, I'll also mention that this is a listener-supported podcast, so if after listening to this episode or listening to any other episodes, if you feel that you are getting great value from this podcast and the conversations that are on here, whether it's, you know, a solo episode with me or I have a guest, if you'd like to support me and the production of this podcast, you'll find a link to make a financial donation or contribution at the very end of the show notes. Having said that, I do have a bio to share for you for Denai to give you a little bit of background information, so I will go ahead and read that for you now. Denai is an intuitive coach and channel who loves connecting with people and guiding them toward greater self-love, self-acceptance, and self-empowerment. Denai is a former university professor who has embraced the shift to intuitive coaching through her channeling of infinite intelligence she has a passion to share her gifts with others so they can realize their own magic currently Denai connects with clients globally offering individual sessions group events workshops and courses so again you'll find all of the relevant links for Denai in the show notes if you would like to connect with her after learning a bit more about her through this conversation you're about to listen to or watch, and also I'll mention that uh, Denai has generously offered a discount code that is valid starting today, the release of this podcast, which is October 20th, 2023, and it, it goes, uh, the discount code is valid through November 3rd of this year, 2023, and it is for 15% off a individual session with her, or a pack of three sessions with her. So one more time, discount code available from Denai for 15% off a single session or a pack of three sessions that is valid starting today, October 20th of 2023, and uh, runs up through the discount code is valid through November 3rd uh, of 2023. As with Denai's bio and her relevant links, you will also find that discount code in the show notes. The last thing I'll mention is that if you find value in this conversation, if you gain something by listening to it or watching it, please note that there's a few ways that you can share this conversation and, you know, spread the <laughs> spread the insights if you will. So, depending on the platform, you can leave a comment, you might be able to leave a review, Typically, it's, uh, you know, anywhere from like a one to five star review. Uh, there's ways that you can generate a link and, you know, text it to someone, email it to someone, post it on your social media. Uh, so there are a number of other ways that you can support the podcast if you find uh, the conversations that are happening here meaningful. Having said that, I'm going to roll into this metaphysical heart to heart conversation. <laughs> it is my sincere hope that you enjoy and that you get a few aha's along the way. All right. Well, welcome, Denai. It's so good to be recording with you here today on the Restore Yourself podcast. Hi. I've known Denai almost two years now, and this this whole conversation, this heart-to-heart conversation about very relevant metaphysical things is all about This summoning into the unknown. And if you can relate to that phrase, I feel like you'll know what I mean. I'll say that after the age of 30, I just had this mysterious pull of like, (laughs) I really want to know how this whole life thing works. I feel like there's more beyond the edge of this edge I'm told I can't go beyond, (laughs) but something's telling me to go beyond it. And I had this insatiable curiosity. I was like, there's got to be more. But I had a lot of fear at that time, too, because, you know, all of the, the scarcity and limiting beliefs that people tell you, like, you know, like, oh, if you go into the unknown, who knows what might happen, like, that kind of stuff. And how will things work out? What if it all falls apart? Like, all those kind of, like, fears. And so, uh, again, one of the reasons I invited Denai to have this conversation around this, this topic is that. Yeah, about 2 years ago when I first became aware of Denai uh, in an online community, I I mean she shared her story and the way I perceived it was that her she had a very established career, you know, very established career, and then it to me it seemed like her soul brought her to this ultimatum in her life and it was kind of like either stay with the familiar even though the familiar had some elements to it that was kind of like didn't seem to be jiving with deny, or it was like let go and go into the unknown and you know I watched Denai choose to go into the unknown the mysterious unknown didn't really seem to me like she had any backup plan but it was just like I just know I gotta let go and go into the unknown and since then I've watched her um, you know just find her way you know find her way and just begin to put one foot in front of the other like follow her intuition you know, started to put her herself out there as a new, you know, type of professional, Um, you know, like different titles than she had before, Uh, still in service to others, but different titles and really began to build that up, you know, like having offerings. I've been to a number of her online, you know, like workshops where she's providing really valuable services, you know, that she, you know, brings through from her own like divine soul intelligence, which, you know, has been very helpful to me and others, um she's going live on youtube now uh and you know doing live so it's been really cool for me to watch denai go from like i just i got to like go and just step into this mystery to now really uh begin like a whole new career if you will so that's why i've in, uh, invited denai to have this conversation because she really has been living in the unknown uh for the past you know almost couple of years and um just been following her inner guidance and you know, one step at a time. So that's a bit about why she's here. And with that, denied, I'd love for you just to feel free to share what it is that you do and how you're of service to others in your own words, uh, whatever feels good to share.
1: For sure. Um, so thank you so much for having me here. Um, I love talking about the unknown because it's so prominent in my life. Um, and I think it's gonna become more prominent in other people's lives if it isn't already. Um, it's funny the thing that you mentioned earlier about this knowing or this sense that there's more to what you're experiencing I think I've had that feeling since I was a child and especially when I was a teenager and I just didn't understand why or what it was essentially it just I felt like I was missing this whole thing about life or like there was this hidden sort of meaning or treasure to life that I didn't understand um, and that I was meant for much more and I mean, I was a kid in high school at the time, and I was like meant for much more, in what? So it didn't make sense to me at the time. It just it was just a sense or a knowing in some capacity. Um, so a bit about my background: um, I am I grew up uh, surrounded by spirituality, uh, with a blending of spirituality and religiosity in that. Um, and it wasn't uncommon for me to have people around me talk about the metaphysics and talking about the unknown or talking about how we're supposed to live our lives in a sense of virtue. Um, So I heard that a lot, but then my life propelled into the academic world. um, And I started to focus a lot on the aspects of becoming an academic, working at an academic institution um, and teaching. And I was very passionate about it, still am in some capacity. Uh, But what was happening was is, I was immersing myself in something that excited me, which was to share things that I've learned, experiences that I've had, with people, uh, particularly students, who are um, endeavoring to experience, um, on the, to have their own journeys, um, whatever they choose to 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 go and experience. Right. So I spent over a decade. Um, in school for my own education. Uh, I ended up getting a PhD in psychology, experimental. So I was trained in research, study design, um, not therapy. uh, And I was also learning how to teach. Um, And that was exciting for me. And I was realizing early on that I really had this excitement about being in group energy and just sharing things that came through me. And uh, I was excited about doing that. So I got really excited about the opportunity to start teaching university students, um, which I started to do uh, a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago. And that started to propel. And then as soon as 2020 came along and all of that sort of uh, shifting occurred, uh, then that started to shift for me, and I actually lost that opportunity to teach. And it then propelled me to try to hold on and grasp on to teaching as much as possible. So I uh, found another position in the university um that was related to teaching and assisting instructors in their own teaching. And I held on to that one very tightly because I thought it was also going to be my foot in back into teaching. Um, and then again, life propelled me away from that with the ultimatum. And I ended up saying, I choose the unknown. And uh, it scared it scared the crap out of me. Um, still does to this day at times. And what it was, was I just listened to what felt good for me. And I wasn't happy in what I was doing at that moment. But I was gripping on to the idea that it would lead back to something that I thought was making me happy. Um, But for me, teaching was one of the most stressful positions I've ever had because I was working all the time and I didn't stop working. I didn't know how to take breaks. I wasn't taking care of myself. And I just really lived for that energy, that performance, that excitement, that teaching. Mm -hmm. And I get that now, but in a different way. So then I propelled on to not really knowing what I was going to do, but um, I had, over the past few years at that point, developed uh, a skill of of channeling and, into, and tapping into my own intuition. So right now I have my own business as a channel and an intuitive coach, and I use the knowledge base that I've learned in psychology as well as my own intuition um, to... Help people uh, learn to have more self empowerment, uh, more self guidance into their own intuition, and to know that they're worthy. Um, again, I don't provide therapy. That's not that's not the route I do. It's it's a conversation with me to to feel into what it is that you desire as a person, and what it is that you're looking to fulfill in your life, and what you feel is missing. So. I get really excited about these opportunities because I know my own personal struggle with my self-worth and my and loving myself and accepting myself so that was important for me to get this to get this uh, this experience and learn to love myself in the capacity that I do today Uh, but it wasn't easy and I wasn't the type that said oh it looks like it's time to move on and then I would just merrily hop to the next thing. I was kicking and screaming and saying, no, I know I'm supposed to go this way, but this way feels safer and more familiar. But I kept going in the unknown, even though it scared
0: it scared me, so. And so when you say that, am I understanding correctly, am I understanding correctly that you're saying the chapter behind you felt more safe because it was familiar? But, yeah. you, know, but you just yeah. knew you had to go into the unknown.
1: I knew because it wasn't, like, life, honestly, it kept pushing me in that direction, and there's so many times where you get some sort of uh, sign. I find the signs in life are subtle to start, but then they get much, much louder when you don't listen, Um, and I got the loud signs, like, I mean, my job ended, and then I was like, what do I want to do, and I got excited about the idea of pursuing channeling and intuitive coaching so like that
0: gotcha gotcha well thank you for sharing that and um just gotta say you know it's it's very brave because (laughs) again there's just a lot of you know it's no um what's the phrase I want it's like it's all pretty familiar here like everything I've talked about on this podcast you know it is about the mysterious it is about (laughs) you know embody more metaphysically understood information but not just understanding it like embodying it and you know because to me life is so much more than I was ever told growing up like I didn't realize the creative capacity that I had I didn't realize how my thoughts and my beliefs you know my dominant beliefs like actually impacted my outer reality and uh, so yeah for a long time I was very you know, I would cling to all the things that I was taught to cling to growing up, you know, things that are called secure and stable, uh, predictable, uh, things that will, you know, last, so to say, in quotation marks, say in quotation marks, because anything can change any day. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. we think it's stable until one day, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have experiences where one day, it's just not there anymore. Um, And that's not so stable. uh, But
1: (laughs) Well, they talk about this idea in psychology because like one of the things that they try to narrow down is like what's stable within the human personality or um, about us in general. And we have these core set of beliefs and stuff. But one of the things that I kept hearing repeatedly going through my academic days was um, the only thing stable about humans and life is change. Everything changes, everything shifts. Yeah. And looking at things as uh, transitory is helpful yeah. in your adapting to life. Yeah. So I still have things where I'm like, I hope this lasts forever. Um, and it's not to say that whatever is good in life isn't going to last, but it, it's going to change. It's yeah. going to evolve. And we don't know when or how or whatever may be of like the timeline of the evolution. Anything can happen in an instant. It can happen gradually. But it's interesting to see how we create these expectations in life, which I think is some of our biggest downfalls is creating these expectations because we don't know. And one of the things that i've heard through my own work is failure doesn't exist if expectations aren't present mm. and it makes me laugh because neither does success you know approaching life from a sense of curiosity gives you a sense of power and knowing that you don't have a set way how this is going to happen you're going to look at it and say hmm wonder how this is going to work out um and it brings in like there's a whole a whole bunch of things that come into play with this aspect but if we and that's what I try to do daily as often as possible is to see things from a curious perspective but I do have my expectations I do have my attachments
0: yeah well, I mean well that phrase is definitely I think pretty to me, I definitely heard that phrase, I spent some time, you know, like the corporate world. And that was also said a lot too. like, the only thing that's constant is change. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's the only thing that stays the same is change. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that one's pretty, uh, pretty out there. And I well, I like what you said, though, too. Yeah, like, I hadn't heard that about failure before that. um, There's only failure based on if you had certain expectations, you know, against like, yeah, I need this to go a certain way. Otherwise, you know, and to me, this is the thing that I like to bring up a lot. Um, Cause to me, it's, it is, a, like a, I would, I would call it a core fear is that we are taught to fear. I'll say this again in quotation marks, um, the worst of the worst, you know, things falling apart. And what I personally feel uh, is that, and I talk about this a lot in the, the work that I do is that, the reason we fear that so much or we're taught to fear that is because if things again, quote unquote, fell apart, then we would turn on ourselves. We would be like, we would come up with some story, like condemn ourselves, like what's wrong with me, you know, quote unquote, I'm a failure, you know, like what's wrong with me. And that's self-condemnation. That's turning on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And as you and I both know as like sovereign creator beings, that's pretty much the worst pain that we can inflict on ourselves is our own condemnation, (laughs) you know, like condemning ourselves. And so to me, that's what feels really awful. And that's like, it's kind of like, we know in advance, like if that were to happen, I would turn on myself. I would condemn myself and make myself a problem. And I couldn't face that. Uh, But here's the thing. We don't have to, you know, like, again, I like that you brought up curiosity. If things turn out in a way that we never thought they would, and at first we don't understand why, or maybe even for a few months or a year, we don't understand why, we don't have to go the route of judgment. Like, I love, again, that you brought up curiosity. It could be like, I wonder, (laughs) I wonder what this is all about. I wonder what this wants to show me. I wonder if this is actually staging this is based on my experience in the unknown. Now I would offer the question: I wonder if this is actually staging for leading me to more of what I actually want. I actually would offer that question. Um, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, and that's something that information-wise, the sort of wisdom that I tap into, um, and you know, to kind of redress the idea of like how I perceive something like channeling or intuitive work is is having a perspective without these limiting beliefs. Um, And the idea of something like curiosity to say that it's ideal in circumstances is because you're open. You're open to whatever could happen. And our, as you indicated, our sort of natural response to things is to say, what's gonna go wrong? How is this going to go bad? And that's just how we're trained you know, in society is to prepare for the worst. And, you know, sure, we can live that way, but we're going to expect that the worst is always going to happen. Um, But based on probability and looking at how things happen in life, there is equal probability that something could go wrong as much as it could go right. And if we start to, given that we've repeatedly been trained to think this way, through our own upbringings or through the messages in the media when we have these patterns or these habitual thoughts that then form beliefs um they're like essentially pathways that have been mm, continually maintained and like I like to get the imagery of like a field of you know freshly blanketed snow and to say you know when you first step into the snow, it's like pockets of holes. And it's not something that seems like that you wanna traverse in a kind of happy way. But the more that people walk along the same path, it starts to create this smoothness. And how we create sort of neural connections in our brain is the more we do it, the more we establish that connection that we create that, that that we'll call it a roadway, to say that this is something that we're going to do when we're sort of on autopilot. So when you're sitting there going, the worst is gonna happen, the worst is gonna happen, you're creating that pathway and establishing it. So that's the easier route to take. Why we have this challenge of flipping and saying, well, something good could happen just as much as something bad could happen. It's because we haven't established that that connection. Right now, for a lot of us, it's those pockets of not a consistent traversable path. So we have this opportunity to do that. So when we get these contrasts in life, we give ourselves the opportunity to practice reestablishing this new connection that we want to to create. And that's going to then put us in the mindset that anything is possible. You know, we could experience contrast and we can experience our, our fulfilled desires but one isn't going to happen more likely than the other based on something like probability. They have equal opportunity to, to happen. Um, and looking at, I believe that everything in life happens to direct us in a particular direction. And if we have these desires, um, whatever it may be, uh, that I think that there's going to be things in life that are going to propel us in that direction. Now, most of us would prefer if it was butterflies, daisies and rainbows that were propelling us in that direction, but sometimes it's something else because I find in my life and, and any sort of experience I've had with other people in, in, in helping people find their own way is that when you experience the contrast, something bad happens, we don't like to be in discomfort. We don't like to be in pain. So it propels us out of there. Like the thing that we want more than anything else is for the the pain, the hurt, the, um, the sadness to stop. So what can we do to get out of it? Pain is motivating. Sadness is motivating. Like fear, it's motivating, but we don't see it that way. We don't propel, we don't, propel into that type of thought and say oh you know it's going to it's making us better in some capacity to have these experiences inspiration definitely motivating propelling all that stuff but if we're really comfortable we stay where we are it's the discomfort that makes us move so as much as I don't like to experience contrasts or something that that I could deem as it sucks Um, I don't like it but on a higher perspective I can understand that it's pushing me towards something that I actually want
0: yeah no you said a lot of very insightful things there and to just add a even a little bit more to it is that again to me when it's what I consider to be like part of an advanced metaphysical conversation is that Contrast actually helps us launch more powerful desires. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like uh, that to me is a way that I I really see it being of service now. Uh, and again, what I mean by contrast is just, again, usually the things that we go like, why is this here? Why is this happening? I don't understand. This doesn't make any sense. I never saw it coming. Um, yeah. or I don't want this. To me, that's typically that's like the height of contrast there's much subtler levels of contrast where it's like you know you discover that you don't like a certain smoothie that's contrast too but <laughs> i'm talking more about like again like um you know like a car breaking down or something when people are just like why the heck is this you know like why is it happening today type thing yeah. Um. but to me i definitely see now how the contrast is set up to because i mean it's it's happened in my life you know i've had very significant contrast uh, in the past few years and in earlier chapters of my life. Back then, I didn't, again, really understand how it was setting me up for the next chapter or to lean into my desires even stronger. But when I look back now, I'm like, oh, I totally see why that played out the way it did. But even in the past couple of years, again, there was kind of like some, what felt like dumbfounding contrast. And Of course, at that time, I was like, you know, why? What the heck? But as I've gone further down the path of what I consider to be pretty advanced metaphysical information and conversations, I'm like, oh, like this is this is helping me have even stronger desires. And I'm like, and they're pretty strong now. So (laughs) like, would I have had them without the contrast? Probably not.
1: No, and, and then for those who enjoy channeled information, uh, you know, I've channeled that we create these contrasts, these experiences within ourselves so that we propel towards what it is that we desire. We'll say that, for instance, um, and this is some weird sort of analogy that's coming to mind, but you have a desire X, we'll call it, and you can take the route of removing the band-aid slowly, and you'll get there but it'll be slow and by creating a contrast that creates this massive amount of desire it's essentially like ripping off the Mm band-aid it's fast it's painful um, but it gets you to the desired outcome quicker so and the sort of explanation around that and again any discussion that you hear whether it's the conversation that that I'm having now with Bo or, you know, channeled information or anybody, really. One of the biggest things that I like to say is take what resonates and leave what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's important that people discern for themselves in any discussion um, what feels good for them. So in this sort of uh, channeled message, one of the things that came through was this idea that as we want to be clearer, Um, and remove these limited beliefs or create these new passageways that are more kind to ourselves, that are more loving towards ourselves. So the ultimate goal, I think for me, is to be the best version of myself possible, which some people would call self-actualization. But I think we have self-actualized moments or states, um, just as we do enlightenment. Um, I don't think that enlightenment can, can be a soul destination. I think it's a state of being. I think it's a state of mind that we all get a taste of, just like self actualization. And if I can continue to propel and expand in the ways that I become a better person, what that's going to essentially be is this massive spring cleaning of me. And you'll find that the biggest progress happens after you clean the really deep shit. And <laughs> it comes out as like awful but you feel clearer and lighter and the more you propel in this direction the more of a a, a sort of just approach is that you're going to continue to clear stuff and that then creates a a more sort of harmonious existence in your reality that anytime you get triggered and this is an, this is a really important thing i think when you're triggered it's something about you when somebody else is triggered, it's something about them. And if people responded in this way day to day, saying like, I'm currently being triggered by this thing, so I'm gonna go inwards and understand what's going on for me, instead of saying, you did this to me, just think of how like how much harmony they would be because people would be like, oh, we're about to have an argument or a fight, let's take a moment, let's separate, And let's go inwards and see why we're so triggered. (laughs) So,
0: Yeah, no, I mean, well, I've heard stories of um, people that do do that. And actually, that's one of the things that I learned a few years back. um, You know, because I had I had like, you know, different living situations when I was living in Los Angeles, you know, like living with different people. And there would just be times where like, you know, they would say something in a conversation at the time, it felt very like jarring to me and I remember being like I just need to go be in my room right now (laughs) it's like because what you just said you know has all of my emotions running I was like I'm just gonna go be in my room right now and that's what I did I would go in my room and breathe and just be like okay this really just (laughs) this really just activated a lot of energy in me um I'll just go in my room and close the door uh so so thank you for uh for touching on that and I agree that's something I say in my work and on the podcast all the time is again just like these are our perspectives you know what we've learned from our life journeys what we're still learning so I always say like you know um, if it resonates feel free to play with it in your own way if not just leave it on the table so thank you for also um, mentioning that it's uh, again a common phrase in my platforms and uh, so we definitely talked a lot about the unknown it has had to do with our experience, but I feel like we've also been talking a bit in in theory as well. So it's getting a little bit more down to, I guess I'll call it the nitty gritty and maybe even vulnerable. I'm just curious. So living in the, you know, the unknown kind of like, it's like improv. It's like, you know, you make it up as you go along, you know, like you trust your, you know, we do have our soul intelligence and, um, you know, I know you and I, we've talked about that. Like, you know, you told me that when you're, you know, when you channel, it's like your, your higher self, your soul intelligence, you know, that part of you that doesn't have the limiting beliefs. And um, so like, we receive that information we have in our day to day, but then to me, there's the whole, like we, there's knowing about it, but then there's embodying it. And to me, like the real, like the, the biggest aspect of the work to me is the actual embodiment. So, so being in the unknown, as far as, or as long as you've been, I'm just curious, you know, when things are looking very mysterious and very unknown, and you're just kind of like sometimes maybe it's like, I don't know what to do next. Like, do you have like how do you take care of yourself in those moments? Because in my experience, the human mind doesn't like uncertainty. It doesn't like a lot of mystery. It kind of would prefer to know what the next step is or yeah. how it may turn out. So, like, first of all, like, I mean if you don't have those moments, you can tell me, but (laughs) I'm human. (laughs) When those moments uh, arise, (laughs) like I'm kind of curious, how do you take care of yourself in those moments? And maybe also just if any stories come to mind about like, you had those moments, you did your best to take care of you. And then maybe how, like, again, if a story or two comes to mind, how things did turn out and you're like, whoa, like I never saw that coming, but it totally just worked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's a lot. Um, So the thing that you brought to mind is actually sort of one of the reasons why the unknown is scary. And it's the idea that the mind needs to understand. The mind needs to understand and know. And why does the mind need to understand and know? Because it's our safety and it's our security. So one of the tools that I implement um, is trying to get to what I, what I call and the channel call um, the wheat of the matter. Um, And it's the idea that we're going to have a whole bunch of experience manifest in front of us um, that are going to create opportunities for growth and expansion that trigger us essentially. And they may be about what they seem like on the surface, but odds are there's something more to it. So what I've kind of taken to do is, Try to dig a little deeper in a sense of not psychoanalyzing, <clears throat> but understanding what is it that it makes me feel? You know, there's certain situations where if if something doesn't go the way I desire, and then I think to myself, why is it bothering me so much? Is it bothering me because the person did this particular thing? Or what does it say to me that I'm being bothered by it? And why why it's, you know, I guess endearingly called the wheat of the matter is to think of, you know, products that are created, food items that are created from wheat. You can see pastas, pastries, breads, you know, pizza dough, etc., cetera, cakes and all sorts of things. And you can say that these things exist in their own in right and in stuff, but what's at the core of them is that they are all made of wheat. So anything, if we have, you know, a sort of quest in life or journey to work on self-love, then we'll get experiences and triggered by experiences that say that we aren't worthy of love. And rather than seeing, you know, somebody's rejection as, you know, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? It's to say, do I love me? You know, do I find myself worthy? Because that's that's the heart of the matter. That's where it comes from. So when I talk about what's the weed of the matter, is it, what's it really saying as a message to you in your core? Um, and I typically see them as safety and security, freedom, acceptance, worthiness, and love. So self love. Um, and those things, I think they I call them the pillars. Um, I think those things are important and when you have those things established in the capacity that you can, that you are, your day-to-day is good. Um, but if something triggers something within those, we could say that somebody's here to work on a particular theme, um, then that's, those experiences are going to trigger that, that belief. Um, and for me is that you know, one of the ones that's being triggered on a regular basis is that I'm not good enough. And I hear that all the time as a message, but it's me telling me that I, I'm not good enough. And then I look for evidence in my day-to-day life, whether it's uh, somebody rejecting me or not getting the desired experience that I want, whatever it may be, um, or that I'm even worthy of of doing this type of business. You know, and that that was a huge unknown for me, is like, I'm gonna pick, you know, I'm gonna go and, and do this, but what if it fails? You know, what if I fail? What does that say about me? And I sat with that for a bit and I actually did um, the minimal I could that like would be me enacting and doing this business and, and having sessions with clients. But i wasn't putting myself out there because i was too afraid i was afraid of rejection judgment and what does that say to me well that addresses my safety and my security and that addresses the fact that i won't feel accepted or loved for who i am well do i feel safe in myself and do i feel accepted and loved by myself you know so these come up and then as soon as I can highlight what it is, I then try to remind myself that I am safe or that I am loved. And those, those are consistent behaviors. Like one of the things that I've learned along the way is self-care isn't a luxury. It's a necessity. So doing them every day, you know, I spent a year talking to myself in the mirror on a regular basis saying, I love you. I love you, I love you and at some point it landed. So I love myself more than I did before, but it's definitely not at the point of unconditional love and I think that's a goal. Um, but one of the biggest things that I think is helpful is even if you're in the service of providing others with the service, every coach needs a coach, every channel needs a channel, you know every service provider needs a service provider that helps them with their own development. And it doesn't say that you are not as good at what you are doing, it's saying that you are so keyed in or tuned in to your own development that you are doing the maintenance, maintenance and self-care necessary to continue being as good as you are. Um, One of the things I talked about in a previous call was the idea of my own journey and how I got to where I was. And this was a business call. And then I said to the group, so why am I talking about my journey? I said, because I'm an intuitive coach. I'm a channel. I am the product. I am the service. And if I want to provide the best possible service and product, that means I need to continually evolve it and improve it as anybody would do with some sort of electronic device or tangible product. And I said to myself, I am the product. So if if I'm going to be the best product for people, I'm gonna have to engage in behaviors that embody the stuff that I'm teaching. So I have people who have assisted me. I have access to at least one amazing intuitive coach who and channel who has been helping me a tremendous amount. Um and I rave about her on other calls so people will see that. <laughs> um but the idea is is that there's no harm or shame in asking other people for help as you evolve in your own
0: growth and development. So gotcha. Gotcha. So, what I'm kind of uh, hearing from that is that, for one, you know, being in the unknown, doing something so brand new, you know, again, like the improv making up as you go along based on what feels good, you know, what feels like a, you know, a match for you as you put one foot in front of the other and build, as if something does trigger you, you know, you, you know, you, you ask the question, like, how is this making me feel? which to me kind of tells you like what the, what the limiting belief is, so to say. So it could be the limiting belief of like, oh, like whatever this event is in my outer reality, it causes me to bring up the story again of I'm not good enough, you know? And so then I, then I really look at like this belief that I'm not good enough. I get curious about it. And, you know, eventually I work with it to bring myself back to even more acceptance is kind of what I felt that you were um, describing is that you, you do sit with the, the triggered feeling, you get curious about it, but then, you know, you have your way of working back to, okay, I get to accept, accept myself more now, um, love myself even more. And, you know, you describe the, the mirror work as one of those pathways. Um, but then also, yeah, just, you know, just, just recognizing that, um, well, the thing that what's coming up for me when you were talking about how, you know, like you're, you know, part of your journey being having other people assist you, whether coaches or whatever they may be is um, what was coming up for me is that whether you want to call it a small business owner or an entrepreneur, I can definitely say when I first started that kind of uh, what's the word that I want uh, endeavor, when I first started that endeavor, oh my gosh, the level of self-doubt and limitation that came up in the beginning, it was almost paralyzing. (laughs) Like, you know, like I remember, I'll just, you know, share a real life story. I remember when I first started putting myself out as, you know, like a coach or a guide or whatever, I just thought that I was just going to put up a social media post and like, you know, talking about what I was doing, everybody would love it. And I'd start getting calls, and, you know, like, I had a lot of expectations, and what happened was it got almost no attention, (laughs) and, like, like, the stories that came up were, like, like, nobody cares, like, um, like, this is clearly going to, like, not gonna go anywhere, and it was off of, like, one post, just kind of, like, hey, this is what I'm doing now, and it just kind of, like, got crickets, and, like, that was in the beginning, and, like, literally, the paralyzing self-doubt that came up like it paralyzed me like I think I stayed quiet on social media for like four days after that because it was just like nobody cares <laughs> and so yeah. I share that story just to be you know like, again. I feel like um it speaks to like you know whether you've been doing something like an entrepreneur small business owner or just something brand new that's like completely unknown and unfamiliar like My experience, and I've talked to a lot of other people, is that it really does bring up a lot of that stuff that maybe wasn't ever brought to the surface in other areas of your life. You know, a lot of that stuff really didn't come up for me when I was doing, you know, work for other people. Like, you know, I used to do social media for other people and, you know, like things like that. Um, But when I really said, uh, this is what I want to do for me. And again, you know, like it's like you said, I'm essentially the product. brought up like stuff on a level that I'd never experienced before, you know, like the self-doubt and all that. And looking back again, I see how like it's all been an opportunity for me to go deeper with me and on me. And um, obviously, like three years later about now, it's like a much different story. Like, you know, like I You know, like I post all the time on social media. If something doesn't get any attention, I just kind of like forget about it. So it's like, oh, well. Uh, But I, you know, that again, I'm speaking to all of that just to again reference that like what you can, what you're finding it, what you're finding is, is that like it's so valuable for you to have other people, you know, that you can turn to. And, you know, when stuff is coming up and you're just like, hey, you know, can you help me see this differently? Um, You know, I really want to, I really want to work through this. And so it's like, to me, it reminds me of the phrase that like, we're not meant to go at it alone in this life. So like whatever kind of help feels like it's actually helping you, it's kind of like the whole like, don't be afraid to ask is kind of what I'm getting.
1: Oh, 100%. One of the best things you can do for yourself, one of the things that shows empowerment and strength and courage is asking for help. And that's crucial. And I'm glad you brought all of this up with your own journey, because I want to make it very, very clear that, you know, some people have this perspective of me who've known me, seen me channel or seen me run events, that I have my life like 100% together. And I'm just kind of floating along. And I'm like, hell no. I have my uh i have my triggers on the regular and i will dip into these moments where i will say like what's the point point?" and i will struggle and then if i can't resolve it on my own then i'll usually reach out to specific people and say i just need something to help me see this different And it doesn't matter what the experience is or who's playing this role. It's all about what's going on inside of you. And I think that's important to know. This is why the statement is, if you are triggered by it, go within. Um, And this isn't talking about bringing up old memories or past traumas. This is like, what is it saying to you now? And then how can you feel better in that moment and sometimes it takes moments it takes experiences or it takes um, I guess behaviors that are distracting you know I throw on an episode of something and completely forget about things if you can't handle it in a particular moment and then come back to it when it feels okay to handle so everybody is going through their own journey everybody's having their own experience and you talking about your experience in in posting and nobody replying you know that's something that sometimes i have a response to not so much now but in the recent past but some people have a kind of laughed about my journey because they said like how did you end up calling clients and i said why didn't like I was never explicitly going, I'm going to call in clients. I was just being me and I was having fun. I was hopping on calls because I was happy to and excited to talk to people. I like to talk, you know, I don't mind hopping on a call with, you know, a hundred people or more or less, or it doesn't matter. And saying, here's my thought about this particular thing. That's just something that I've gotten used to doing. Um, I. I give credit to teaching with that, right? Like I taught 500 students and I was happy to teach 500 students. Um, And then I thought, it's kind of entertaining to look back and say, I was just being me and having fun. And when I felt inspired to create something, I did. And then I didn't think anything of it. But now that I'm like, oh, um, I really should get some more money in so that I can pay my bills and I can actually live somewhere and all these things. <laughs> like this beautiful place here requires payment once in a while. <laughs> so if that's my mentality, that puts me in a place of lack. And then I'm so focused on who is paying attention to me, who's coming in as clients, who's, you know, what should I do next to get money? Uh, should I have Should I try um, particular tactics? And then as soon as that starts to happen in my mind, I say, well, back up. It's not the energy I want to produce things in. If you've ever gone somewhere and had a meal with somebody and you could tell that that meal was made with a whole bunch of love and a whole bunch of joy, somehow, some way, that meal just tastes more delicious than if somebody had made it in like, even a monotone, sort of just going through the motions way, because it's that magic, that energy of love and joy that's added in there. And then you're like, God, this is delicious. Like, somebody in my life who passed away a couple of years ago, I don't know what she did when she made food. Like, she, you could tell she was very joyful. She was always dancing in the kitchen and singing and making the food, but She would make the most regular sort of things, and I would be like, did you put, like, some sort of substance in here that's making me just love it? And I'd see her cook. So, and, like, you can't replicate, like, you can't replicate her food. And that's one of the things I miss more than anything, actually, is just how she would just make a sandwich. And it would taste like the heavens. (laughs) so um that happens when we create anything the words we speak the products we put uh to sell the our genuine sort of demeanor as we go about the world if we're in this energy of joy and excitement and inspiration it's so addictive it's so contagious it's so Attractive and people just can't get enough of it. So, when I started, I was creating stuff because I had so much fun doing it and people wanted it. And people were like, How are you doing this? I said, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing, still to this day. (laughs) Uh, So, I make sure that if I'm creating something, I'm in a place of happiness and joy. Otherwise, it's not going to it's not going to have the message that I want it to have, and this is like me in life. This isn't just me in my business because the energy that we resonate is is and can be intoxicating, and people aren't looking to connect with what you produce as products they're looking to connect with you the person that's creating it so that's a big that's a big 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 awareness that that i had so going back to the topic of the unknown with all of this people ask me like where do i see myself in a year or five years and i say i don't even know where i see myself tomorrow (laughs) because that's the point of the unknown you know every day I get a choice pick between the new and the old and I do my best to pick between the new or pick the new as often as possible but there's no shame and no harm in saying today I pick the old because it felt more comfortable you know so having that compassion but there's almost a sense of like excitement and you know fear kind of Combining and blending together when you're like, I have no idea what tomorrow brings. But no one does. Even if they're working a conventional job, you know, nine to five every day, Monday to Friday, or whatever it is, they don't know what's going to happen. And then the next day, they think they know, they have no idea. You know, I thought I was going to be in a university teaching position for the rest of my life. I'm not. You know, and I think I'm happier and more excited now and inspired than I've been before. And I've almost created this sort of separation between this me and the me I used to be, which is neat. So the unknown has its scary components, but it also has this sort of excitement to it that you have no idea what's coming. And as much as it could be awful, it could be the most wonderful thing or
0: something in between. I was just kind of uh, I started to like silently laugh there when you brought up the, you know, like they don't know it could happen, you know, like, um, because there's been like these this these scenes from like these TV shows or like movies came to mind where it's like, it is that traditional office setting and the person just shows up one day and like everything's being cleared out, people are throwing papers in the air and they're like, what's going on? They're like, we shut down. <laughs> Like one of those, because like the comedies will like do scenes like that where they just show up at the office and like the whole thing's like falling apart and people are like packing their desk and running and like that just visual came to my mind and I'm like, yeah, you never really know.
1: You don't know, <laughs> but it's the same idea. Like for instance, uh, you ever gone on a trip and you say you're vacationing somewhere for a week, and we'll make it somewhere like beautiful and tropical and whatever may be and. You go there and you think to yourself, well, in like seven days, I'm going home. And then you spend the trip going, well, in six days, I'm going home. Or in four days, I'm going home. In three days, I'm going home. You spend your entire trip focused on the end of the trip. You don't know from the moment that you land or take the trip, what's going to happen. You know how you... Can respond and the attitude that you can have in being part of this trip. But you spent up until the point of departure being excited about the trip, and then as soon as you're on the trip, then you're like, "But what if it at, like ends, you know, too fast or goes too fast?" And it's like, "Great, but you were excited about the trip. You were excited about the unknown, essentially, in that moment. Now let's bring it back to life." there are people on this planet who spend every day going, well, I'm going to die one day, you know, and focused on that, where it's like, I'm also going to live every day that I'm alive. So I can focus on the end being like, no matter what we know, of course, if we're having a conversation of the unknown, we got to talk about death. Death is unknown. (laughs) So this is one of those things that comes to mind where people are like, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next 24 hours. I'm healthy, I'm strong, I have great vitality and all these things, but I don't know, you know, and I hope I continue to um, have a long and exciting and happy life and we'll see. Um, But we don't know what our sort of end date is, or we could play very lightly and say our expiration date but <laughs> we don't know, right? Um, but if we sit there focusing on that, we don't know when we're going to die, that's the unknown. Um, then we're wasting a lot of our energy, our thoughts, our emotions on something that could not happen for another 50, 60, 70 years or could happen in the next 24 hours. We have no idea. And that, then I think is a great sort of inspiration or propel to say, well, what is it I want to do today? Because there are tons of people who are living a life that is not satisfying. And I want to help people find what excites them. And I'm currently living a life that excites me. And at some point sometimes terrifies me and, you know, I have my mundane It's not like I wake up every day and I'm shooting around sparkles and glitters and all that stuff. I am I get up and sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm gonna be a regular person. I'm gonna have breakfast. I'm going to do my, my work. And then I'm going to go to bed. Like, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> sometimes I get the opportunity to travel and do something fun, but I can make my everyday fun. Um, and that's that's one of the things that I'm learning right now is how you know I've spent a, you know the summer chunks of the summer traveling and I loved it and I can't wait to go out again and then I'm thinking but what is it that I can do here that excites me as well so that I think is important to kind of recognize is that the unknown doesn't need to be our focus but our attitude towards it can be shifted.
0: I love that. Yeah, I love the, I don't think I've ever quite, I don't think I've ever quite heard it put that way. It's like, yeah, the attitude towards the unknown makes all the difference is the way it landed? the way it landed for me. It's like, you know, again, it's like, are you focused on the uncertainty? And again, you know, is it, has it been the habit to just feel like it's going to go all wrong? And to me, like, if we consciously know, that's just like a habit of thinking, you know, like, I brought that through my own soul intelligence many times is that, you know, like, it's just a habit. And, you know, like, again, it's a habit based on repetition. Like you said, every time someone walks through the snow on the same path, it's like that path gets more embedded in the snow. And maybe you start to see the grass coming through because it's been walked on so much. But I brought that through many times, too. It's like, it's just a habit. So like, the more you focus on a new habit you know it's like the more you like again whether it's just like the best could happen or like I could be taken by surprise in the best way it's like every time you consciously and I I don't just say this in theory like this is what I've done for me you know like I have I've known about this stuff for years and the reason why I feel much more at ease in my life than I ever have even though there's still uncertainties like I'm on the entrepreneur small business owner path and there's plenty of uncertainty you know like just like in in the sense of like I don't know what's gonna happen and again like as you were referencing earlier like that that did trigger me in a lot of ways um deeply 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 deeply. but it was like through it was like living through that and letting those emotions arise and clear as you also said earlier it's like now it's like the same type of things can show up and I'm just like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's like because I I, you know, I let life I let life bring up the uncertainty so I could feel the emotions that I used to feel about the unknown so that they could clear. And, you know, I got better at finding out for me how I could let them clear more quickly. Um, and you know, so now it's like the same things can happen that feel very uncertain again I'm just kind of like oh well you know it's always worked out before like that's the thing that's so cool to me as well is like things that used to feel like almost like they might be like life or death in a sense like at one point it's like now because it was just the level of uncertainty that's what I'm getting at it's like you know like, kind of like I have no idea how this is going to work out but time and time again when it does work out and like I, I never saw it how it was going to work out but it did having lived through that so many times it's like now it's like the real life lived experience where I'm just like it's gonna it's, it's, it always works out like somehow it just works out because I've lived it it's not just it's not even just the cause there's so much amazing inspirational talk out there that you know is reassuring but I gotta say like the real life lived experience that I've had watching things work out when I had no clue. It's just like the kind of confidence that creates, like in my relationship with life. Cause to me, that's what it is. It's just my relationship that I'm having with life. The kind of confidence that comes from like, well, it worked out that time and that time, and that time, and that. Time. then you're just like, why would I sweat it? Like, you know, there's been 10 other times where it worked out. So um, so, you know, I forget which which point I'm kind of launching. Oh, it was, you know, our attitude towards the unknown. And so it's like, to me, it's like, there's nothing like the real life lived experience, like as, as helpful as inspirational talk is, and it's nice to have that as a resource that's there at any time. I gotta say like my own lived experience, wow, the confidence that comes from watching how life does show up and, you know, life does provide even when I've had no clue in a lot of cases what that does for me my relationship with life is I'm just like I mean life knows what it's doing (laughs) and it just feels it's created a whole lot of much more ease in my body compared to a year ago two years ago three five like the ease that's in my body now from just watching how life does take care of things one way or the other I'm just like, dang, like life, life is intelligent. Life be smart.
1: <laughs> so I love what you're saying and it's making me laugh and you're bringing out the intuitive coach in me. So I'm going to play a little bit with you. If you're okay with that, um, is the idea that you were saying, you know, life knows what it's doing and the path that we take and that we, you, you know, this, right? like you, you've seen me, especially when I started to be a little more overt about my channeling. Was I said there was no way in hell that I would tell anybody that I channeled outside of these communities where I felt safe because I was concerned about judgment and stuff. Now I have a YouTube, I have a website, I you know I have these live streams with uh, Sheila and like these things are not at all where I pictured myself being, and they didn't I didn't force them they they came to be but what it is is yes life always provides and if you want to use it as universe god source divine whatever you want to call it always provides but these moments that we experience this uncertainty and then we start to see that you know everything keeps working out everything is working out for us in that capacity what we're actually getting is more confident within our own selves. Hmm. We're becoming more trusting of ourselves because yes, you can say life is treating you well and life is always taking care of you. People say God is taking care of them. People say source or the universe is taking care of them, but you're taking care of you. You're taking care of you and knowing that every time you have uncertainty about anything, And looking back in the past, well, you know, I've engaged in the behaviors and the dynamic between me and life, as you like to say it, you know, there was an agreement and a harmony that it just kept working out. But you're as much a player as as life is a provider. And you're as as, as much a creator as life is the provider, right? So you choose to take a breath every day. You choose to invite life force in every moment. Because you can say, that's a choice. (laughs) Uh, And you're choosing to breathe every moment. And that means, one, there's still hope if you feel hopeless. Um, And two, that you have, you're alive. You have opportunities for things to change and shift. So.
0: Yeah. No, I love what you, I love the way that you brought that. Uh, perspective, and yeah, I guess to give more context, uh, what you're helping to see is just give a little bit more context. Is the reason why I was because the the thing is is that I don't consider life to be outside of me. It's like life and I are the same. And and to bring your perspective in, yes, I it does help me feel more and more confident because what I feel that I'm learning is how to be in tandem with the greater picture. You know, all of life that includes me because. You know, existence itself is speaking to me within me. And it's the one that's saying, you know, like, relax, chill, like this is working out, you know, like it's that intuitive, like, inner compass, soul intelligence, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, I'm getting more confident because I'm learning how to be in relationship to what feels like the bigger picture in an easier, more harmonious way. Whereas before, when I didn't trust the greater picture, which is, you know, also not trusting myself, because I am a part of that, you know, there would be more stressful reactions, there would be more um, doubts, and, you know, like fear taking over. So yes, I feel more confident, because I feel that I'm able to tune into life itself, which I'm a part of, and hear what life is telling me on the inside of me when it's just like, you don't need to do that. Like, you know, this is all good, you know, like, this is all good. And when I hear that, and I'm just like, I'm like, okay, hands off, if that's what I'm getting is like, just hands off, you know, and I, I actually like, listen to that. And I hands off. It's like, I sure enough, I watch how like, do, 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 do just some something comes in. I'm just like, Oh, that just, you know, that. So yeah. Um, so yeah, just to give more context, like, I do feel more confident, because I feel like I am working in harmony with life to a capacity that I've never experienced before because life is talking to me, Um, you know, for me, like my heart, my solar plexus is where I most hear my intuition. So, and like, I'm just trusting it in ways that I've never trusted it before. Um, So yeah, I'm more confident because I'm just like, I feel like, again, I'm in harmony with the bigger picture in ways I've never been before. That feels good. Um, That feels more and more secure. So thank you for bringing in. Uh, I feel like like it was a little bit ambiguous and you brought in more context, so thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and if you think about it, thinking about the idea, if everybody, and I believe everybody, has this within them, this innate knowing that no matter what happens, they are okay. They are just fine. Everything is working out. We wouldn't fear a single thing because we would just go in knowing that, hey it may feel a little rocky at points or it may feel um uncertain but we just know like we know like we know that it's all good that it's all because any sort of difficult experience I've had in the past as difficult as they were and as torturing and you know suffering and whatever may be as they were, I wouldn't change them and that's a common phrase that you hear and it's less about the cliche about it, but more about just it, it helped me develop into who I am and, and the sort of confidence that I have to handle all sorts of things in life. You know, I know deep down that no matter what happens, I'm good. Um, But do I always feel that way? No. And that's where the sort of contrast is I know I'm good I know no matter what happens I'm good but there is still a part of me that is fearful that I won't be okay you know and that's the part to listen into and say and to comfort and to say like well what makes you nervous about these particular experiences why are you scared you know because of x y and z well those things worked out You know, and it's to remind yourself that you have overcome a ton in your life. I was in conversation via chat with somebody yesterday and talking about eulogies and kind of lightly played with the idea of doing eulogies before anybody dies and having it be like this sort of exercise to say, like, if you write your own sort of life journey right now, You would actually be quite impressed with how far you've come as a human, even if you feel like you haven't overcome anything. And eulogies, they're beautiful in a sense that they create this energy around the person who used to exist in human form and say, like, this is what they've accomplished in life. But why don't we do that every day? Why don't we have this acknowledgement every day of how far we've come and how much we've improved and expanded throughout our life
0: journey Hmm. yeah that's a beautiful uh, beautiful thing to reflect on you know just in the day-to-day reflect on how how far any of us have come and um, yeah just look back Yeah, just look back at how things have worked out and I do like that as a confidence booster too. like if there is the uncertainty, yeah, you know, it could be helpful to look back on other uncertain times and just go, oh, you know, it all worked out, you know, and and most likely I grew through it. So thank you for that perspective. Um the last thing I'll just, you know, invite you to offer like any kind of closing sentiments um, and then I'll give you an opportunity just to share how people can connect with you um, online if they feel resonance with you through this conversation. the thing i just wanted to really reflect on before i give you up and you an opportunity to share any closing sentiments was um yeah to me it's just all about the response you know like that's what i feel so more important than anything is just really recognizing it's all about our response to life and response to um contrast as we've talked about it it's like there is the option of going into this is wrong, this is bad, this shouldn't be happening. I don't want this to be happening. That's an option. And chances are, that'll bring up a lot of strong emotions. I'm not saying it's bad or wrong, if that does happen. It's just, you know, it's one way to respond to life. Uh, Whereas something that you talked about, and something that I like to continually reference in my life is just the curiosity, like, there may be that temptation to, you know, go into judgment and you know, react and, you know, this is all wrong, whatnot. There may be a temptation for that, but I personally have found that it's like, even if there's like a few moments of that, like the moment I just kind of catch myself and go, but I wonder, I wonder how this is helping me, or I wonder what this wants to show me. What's the message here that when when I choose curiosity, all of a sudden like that judgment is gone. And then it's just like, what's the deeper message, you know, or what is this pushing me towards? Because you talked a lot about like life propelling us and, and, you know, encouraging us down a certain path or direction. So yeah, when I, the moment I get curious, it's like all the judgment goes away. And then all a, then all of a sudden, I'm open to that, that deeper message. And when I'm open, a lot of times I'll get it pretty quickly. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that's for. <laughs> So I feel like to me, it's really just all comes down to the response to life, uncertainty the unknown, like that response factor is huge if you ask me and we have a lot of choices Uh, depending on the choice, you know, we'll just, you know, it'll be how we create that moment that day, maybe the next few days. So to me, it's really the response is everything is how I feel. Um, Yeah, any closing sentiments you'd like to just offer?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing that I appreciate, but at the same time, when I'm feeling sort of defeated or having being triggered by something, you know, someone important in my life keeps saying, well, you get to choose. And when I'm in a good place, I'm like, yeah, I get to choose, get to choose exactly. And I choose fun and I choose love and, you know, whatever else I get to choose And then when I'm feeling pissed off or upset or something, and I hear you get to choose, and I'm like, why the hell would I choose this? Like, oh, yeah, I want to choose, you know, suffering and sadness and pain and anger. And it's like, you do get to choose. And that's your, you know, your response to things. Because life is um, a bunch of stimuli and you get to choose how you respond to all of the stimuli that you desire to have a connection with. Sometimes we won't feel a a desire to connect with something and it could be the fact that that thing would be very much triggering. Um, And it could be that it just doesn't, doesn't align, whatever it is. It's just not something that we're going to be attracted to. But sometimes we choose something um in our day-to-day experience because it's going to bring out the best in us and the worst in us in some capacity like it's going to inspire us and trigger us and one of the things that I love about channeling in, in the messages that come through me and other people that I resonate with one that came through me recently that made me laugh but is I think true is that when you're inspired it's great it feels great and when you're triggered, it doesn't, but they're not different. Triggering is inspiration, but it's from a place of discomfort and and tri- and being upset or angry about something, but you're still being inspired towards something. It just doesn't feel great. So you can have people in your life, really close others who are your biggest inspirations and your biggest triggers. And as a conclusion, they are your biggest inspiration. They just, the way you respond to how their, whatever stimuli they put forth, you're either choosing for it to be inspirational in the good way or inspirational in the uncomfortable sort of way. So I think every day life produces stimuli for us from anywhere, the known, the unknown, the familiar, the unfamiliar, but every day we're met with stimuli where we get to choose, are we going to respond from a place of curiosity, excitement, intrigue, fascination, interest, whatever it may be? Or are we going to respond with uh, WTF, essentially like, (laughs) why is this happening to me? When you get to decide, well, do you still want that around? Do you still, like, you get to decide how you respond to something. Because the biggest, the most amount of power we have is in our now moment. Every moment is a, is a now moment. And we get to choose in those now moments how we're going to respond to any stimuli in life. The things that trigger us and the things that inspire us. Or the things that are absolutely mundane. But as much as I don't like to hear it in places when I'm being triggered is you get to choose. I know it's true. And it sometimes bugs me beyond belief (laughs) that it is true. But I do get to choose. And I can choose in any moment, just like anybody else, to be sad, to be angry, and that's okay. And I can also choose to find ways to move out of that. And if I'm not successful... There's always the next day, there's always taking a nap, there's always reaching out and helping, having people help you. There are resources and tools, but you get to choose. So that's, I guess, my closing.
0: <laughs> As you were sharing that last part, I just heard, you know, Abraham in my head going, go to bed.
1: That's a tactic, actually a tool that I used to use unconsciously when I was younger. As a teenager, I used to get so angry or so upset about something, and I wouldn't know what to do. And my response was, I would fall asleep. It wasn't even like, I'm going to go take a nap. I would just get this sort of overwhelming desire to sleep, Mm -hmm. that I would go to sleep. And I think it was my body's response to saying, you're just going to go nuts with this. So let's, let's do something about it. And sometimes I still use it as a tool. It's an escape tool, and it's wonderful. But it also gives your body and mind and psyche an opportunity to process for however long you are asleep. But you may wake up still feeling crappy, but it's crappy from a different perspective. So it's, you know, we get to choose um, and we get to choose the tools and the people in our lives that will inevitably assist us in expanding even more and more. And I am currently happy with the choices that I make as often as I can be. And if I'm not, then I get to change that too.
0: (laughs) Nice. Well, happy to hear that. Happy to hear that. And thank you so much for those uh, closing sentiments and just for being a part of this conversation. um, One of a kind, I feel, one of a kind for sure. Uh, So with that, yeah, just please feel free People have felt a resonance with you through this conversation. They want to learn more. Uh, what's the best way to connect with you online?
1: Uh, well, I have a YouTube account, an Instagram account, and I have my website. So my YouTube and my Instagram would be denynivoa intuitive, um, and I'm sure you'll put that in there. Um, and then the uh, website is denynivoa.com. Um, But you can also find a collection of links in my link tree, which I'll also provide you with. Um, But if anybody's interested in in taking a look of, you know, a little bit about my journey, which I mention on my website, or talk about in the live streams that I do with uh, Sheila Williams, she's also an amazing intuitive coach. Um, We have some great conversations. I do have some small snippets of channeling on instagram and youtube um, but i like to do a bit of both i like to have these types of conversation and i like to allow the channel to come through um, because i think it's important that we find our own empowerment and our own agency in in the life that we live so yeah if anybody's curious to to reach out i'm happy to connect uh, and there's a way on uh, my website to reach out if you are interested so thank you so much, Bo, for a lovely conversation um i like I like these conversations, and I have them as often as I possibly can
0: Amazing Well, glad to hear that and yeah, we'll make sure that the all uh, the links are in the show notes um, so if you're listening or watching, just know that you can find the relevant links in the show notes uh, so yeah, thank you to everyone who has watched or listened and participated in this conversation. If you got value from it, please feel free to leave a comment depending on the platform that you're on. A heartfelt rating always goes a long way on these platforms as well. So yeah, thank you for being a part of this. If you're inspired to share it, please feel free to share it. And um, until next time, this has been another episode of the Restore Yourself podcast. And thank you again to Denai Navoa. Thank you both.